Welcome back, everybody. Josh Selway here. This is the Fantasy Unleashed podcast. Jumping back in after the 4th of July. Now, we still have plenty of more best ball to go. Don't you worry. There's plenty of best ball coming. Plenty of drafts to be had. We still got another puppy coming up. Got to fill that best ball mania. But let's do a little, let's take a step back today. Let's take a step back because, as I said, we just passed the 4th of July. There's going to be more people coming in now, more people who haven't been here all off season. We've been drafting since February. A lot of our listeners, I know, you guys have been drafting since February. But today we're going to take a step back here and see where we've come, looking at the most hype players. These are the guys that this offseason so far has been about and will likely continue to be about as we approach peak draft season, redraft. So, most hype players. We're going to go down the list here. You make the decisions. These are the guys who analysts, experts, podcasts, Fantasy Twitter, all these different places have hyped up the names that I've seen the most across this offseason. Here's the hype. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts. The Eagles overall are going to be getting a lot of hype this offseason. They bring in A.J. Brown. They have a great offensive line. They were better down the stretch last season. Devonta Smith heading into year two. Bring back Dallas Goddard. You got Quez Watkins in the slot. A lot of things to like in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts, the prototypical cheat code rushing quarterback. And the best thing about Jalen Hurts has been his ADP. You have been able to get him around later than the Lamar Jacksons and now Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes' ADP has been falling. But Jalen Hurts has been later. There were times you could get him earlier in the offseason in the seventh round. Now he's a firm six-rounder. And you can make the case that he could go even higher, giving his rush and upside. And if he just improves a little bit as a passer, when you bring in someone like A.J. Brown, you would have to assume that could happen. It makes sense to see so much hype around Jalen Hurts. He will continue to be hyped up into redraft season. And we could see his ADP on underdog go even higher over on sleeper right now. His ADP is 72 overall, which is notable because there's a big gap there. It's a big gap right now on sleeper between him and the guy before him, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, 57 spot. Then there's a gap to Jalen Hurts. Why such a big gap? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Jalen Hurts likely going to be moving up, going in the redraft season. People are going to be on it. Rushing quarterback, new weapons, more experience for Jalen Hurts, plenty of hype. Speaking of rushing quarterbacks, Trey Lance, the hype is here, or is it? Because it really hasn't picked up the way many of us would expect. I guess that's because this lingering uncertainty around Jimmy G all offseason, I've been basically ignoring that, which is the only reason I've been drafting Trey Lance. I'm not even that huge that huge of a Trey Lance believer. But you can clearly see that the the price hasn't made sense. People are clearly pricing in some uncertainty around Jimmy G, which is ridiculous. There's no chance Jimmy G is going to be there. They have to let Trey Lance. They have to unleash him. Have to. The unleashing is coming. Will he be good or not? I don't know. Who's to say? I mean, you got to remember this guy had basically no college experience. Very, very little college experience. Got in, uh, got some playing time last year. So we'll see what they do with him this year, but he's definitely going to be the starter. And right now on Sleeper, his ADP is 110 behind Matthew Stafford, behind Aaron Rodgers, behind Tom Brady, behind Russell Wilson, 
way behind all these guys. He's right ahead of Derek Carr. On underdog, though, he's been starting to move up. He is higher on underdog. He, uh, just in the past week, he's up two spots. And right now, he is 85th overall. Again, on sleeper, he's 110 overall. So the drafters on underdog understand what's happening. He's been moving up. But the hype will continue as we get in the redraft season. I think in some of your home leagues, you could see Trey Lance go incredibly high. Maybe move him all the way up ahead of Russell Wilson. I bet some people will draft him. My God, he could be up right behind uh, Jalen Hurts by the time the season comes. We get some fluff pieces here, some some camp hype. J uh, Trey Lance could easily continue to go higher. Now, two guys who may surprise you if you have not been paying attention this offseason. First one, Kirk Cousins. Yes, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been getting hyped. Hyped up. Why? New coaching staff in Minnesota. Offensive-minded coaching staff. Tons of reports coming out of camp that they are going to air out the ball more. The players there are excited about it. And what this means is that fantasy analysts are excited about it. They're expecting more passing volume, and many are labeling Kirk Cousins as a value where he's going in drafts. On underdog, he's quarterback 15 going off the board, 115 overall. Over on sleeper right now, he's going off the board, 125 overall. I do see this upside. I don't have a ton of Kirk Cousins. His ADP was making a lot of sense to me uh, on underdog for best ball purposes. I don't know how much I will have for redraft, but I definitely understand the perspective here and what the increased passing volume can do. And he has the weapons, not just Justin Jefferson, but Adam Thielen is still capable. KJ Osborne, a young receiver who showed upside last year. And of course, Irv. Can't forget about Irv. We never forget about Irv. You can hype him up, too. There's been hype around Irv. But Kirk Cousins still has Dalvin Cook as well. Plenty of explosive pieces in that offense. They play indoors. A wide-open division if you think the Packers could regress some there. A lot to like about Kirk Cousins and the fantasy community is on them. But this may not be a guy who the hype carries over into your home leagues. I don't think... Uh, your fishy friends are going to be drafting Kirk Cousins or overly excited about it. We could see him stay basically where he has been in some of these drafts. I mean, do you think he's going to be getting up ahead of uh, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott? I don't think so. So he could be a still through best ball season at least. Could be a nice piece to have. The other guy you may be surprised about, and there's been a lot of in-house hype here, a lot of, um, you know, inside FU, there's been a lot of hype for this gentleman, and it's Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, another quarterback, undergoing a significant coaching change here from Joe Judge, who was doing whatever the hell he was doing last season, not even really trying to score points, literally not trying to do anything on offense, doing his best to avoid calling offensive plays overall, going to Brian Dable or Bull, if uh, you ask Cash, completely different. Opening up this offense completely, we could see a ton of pass attempts out of the Giants. I do get the hype here. I am not a Daniel Jones believer at all. I think this actually has a wider range of outcomes than people think. I think he could remain absolutely abysmal, turning the ball over way, way too much. But fantasy-wise, he could still be bad in real life and still put up a lot of fantasy points just through the sheer volume that they are likely going to give him. And the, also the question, of course, remains... What kind of weapons is he going to have? Will any of his weapons be healthy? Saquon, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, talk about him in a second. All these guys, he's going to need them. So how high can Daniel Jones go? 
We've seen that he has some rushing ability that could pad his fantasy stats a little bit. So I get the hype from certain perspectives. It is still scary, but the ADP makes sense. Right now on Sleeper, he continues to be buried. He's going behind Carson Wentz, behind Ryan Tannehill, 215 ADP over on Sleeper. So if he's still that deep, he could be a great guy to grab late in your redrafts leagues. Uh, Over on Underdog, he has been moving up, but he's still going behind Matt Ryan on underdog, he's 156 overall, QB 21. Um, Personally, though, I will say I would take him over Jameis Winston, and I'd have him right up near uh, Trevor Lawrence and Tua, who are going uh, well ahead of him right now. Let's jump over to the receiver position. I just mentioned his name, Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Toney has been one of the biggest risers of the entire offseason. When you started doing best ball drafts months ago, this guy was deep in the double-digit rounds. Not deep, but he was in the 11th, firmly in the double-digit rounds. Now he's moving all up to that to that eight-round range, and now there's chatter he could move even higher. People really, really like Kadarius Toney, given the upside that he showed last year. He earned targets at an absurd rate on that offense. Last year as a rookie, the guy is explosive. He's a playmaker. There's been a lot of weirdness this offseason. They weren't even sure. A lot of people weren't even sure if the Giants were going to bring him back. So that was part of the reason for his suppressed ADP. But now it looks like he's going to be good to go for the Giants. He could be their number one target. We're not sure what's happening with Kenny Galladay. But Kadarius Toney, plenty of hype around him. A good guy to grab. We'll see how high his ADP goes. There's still plenty of risk there with Toney. I mean, he's only a second-year guy. Only appeared in a few games last year. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. If he start moving up to like the sixth round range, we're pumping the brakes. But it's been a great offseason to get cheap Kadarius Tony, cheap Giants overall, and the hype has been there for Tony. Next up, Cortland Sutton, another one of the biggest risers over on Underdog, one of the biggest risers overall during this offseason. At first, he was behind Jerry Judy, and he moved all the way up, now firmly ahead of Jerry Judy, and why is that? Because fantasy analysts, experts, all these very, very smart people we have covering this game have pointed out, Cortland Sutton is the downfield guy. He is the touchdown guy. Therefore, his upside is higher than Jerry Judy. Maybe in PPR leagues, you could see Jerry Judy have a better case than Cortland Sutton. Sure. I mean, Jerry Judy just could be better overall. A lot of unknowns remain. We don't know how this offense is going to look overall. I would assume, though, that they remain a run-first team. Even with Russell Wilson showing up, but I still like Cortland Sutton more than Jerry Judy. That is the right pricing, and the fantasy community caught up. But now he's getting to be where he should be this whole time. He's wide receiver 17 overall. He could finish higher than that, but uh, I still see, uh, I, I still think that you know we're about at a firm ADP here for Cortland Sutton. Maybe you can make an argument for a couple of spots higher, but I'm good with him. Where he's at right now, at least on underdog. But over on sleeper, this guy's still going behind Chris Godwin and Jerry Judy in some of these mock drafts. I don't even, I'm about to just quit mentioning the sleeper ADP because it seems so ridiculous to me. He's still going behind Amari Cooper. This is stupid. I'm just going to exit out of this tab. Next receiver that's been hyped, 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 CeeDee Lamb. The case is clear. Cash wrote an article about, about it early in the offseason. Tons of vacated targets in the Dallas offense. Tons. We got Cedric Wilson gone. We got Amari Cooper gone. And we got CeeDee Lamb rolling back in for year three. A 23-year-old wide receiver explosive. 
Great celebrations after the catch with holds a lot of value for me. And now he's stepping in as the firm number one in a Dallas offense that we know likes to pass the ball, likes to move the ball downfield with creativity and smart play calling. But in my opinion, sometimes a little too smart. They have shown a lack of ability to get the ball consistently into their top playmaker's hand, that top playmaker being CeeDee Lamb. Last year, I felt like Dallas got too cute. They tried to spread the ball around too much. They, they thought, wow, we have all these different weapons. Let's let's try to do all these different things. Get the ball to CeeDee Lamb. And I'm kind of worried that it's going to be sort of the same thing this year. They won't put him in the right situations to succeed. But again, we can't discount how much target, how many vacated targets are in Dallas. And the talent of CeeDee Lamb together, no matter how you feel about the situation, you have to admit that the upside is there. And CeeDee Lamb is a borderline first-round pick this year. I have to give it to him. That's where he should be going. The next wide receiver has been getting hyped this season. Step right up. Alan Lazard. Yes, Alan Lazard. Wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. You want to talk about vacated targets. Come on, man. Devontae Adams gone in Green Bay. And what does that mean for Alan Lazard? Cash, another clutch write-up over on the website pointing out, hey, someone will be very, very fantasy viable. Lazard has the closest thing to chemistry with Aaron Rodgers there. Yes, Bob Tanyan coming back. We do like Bob Tanyan, a late-round tight end with lots of touchdown upside. But week-to-week, Alan Lazard could be the guy that has the most value in this offense. Now, let's not get it twisted. He's not some stud wide receiver, but... He could still lead the team in targets. He could still have plenty of red zone opportunity. And look at the guys around him right now, a bunch of rookies, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and then you have Amari Rogers, who did nothing as a rookie. We haven't heard much about him yet. So tons of uncertainty. Lazard has been getting hyped. Again, it's been a huge rise for Alan Lazard. Deservedly so. He's still going off the board on underdog as the wide receiver 41. You think he can beat... That price tag, hype it up for Alan Lazard. Final wide receiver I'm going to mention here who has seen tons of hype this offseason. Many people agree that this player could have a big fantasy season coming up. The price tag has been right. I'm talking about Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney and no one else in Chicago. And that's why when he's going in the mid-sixth round, Click the button, clicking the button, clicking the button over and over again. He's my highest owned guy on underdog right now, but pump the brakes. I don't have that much conviction in Darnell Mooney to start getting him. Once we start getting into that early fifth round, I'm out. This could be an epic, epic dumpster fire in Chicago. This could be horrific. The offensive line is in shambles still. They have done nothing to help Justin Fields. Even using the word help is laughable. They're doing everything they can to make sure he fails, it seems like. So while Darnell Mooney is in an amazing position to get 3,000 targets this season, it could be a bumpy ride for redraft purposes. Make sure the price is right on Darnell Mooney. But so far this offseason... Plenty of attention. Plenty of people agree. The talent is there. The opportunity is there. The question is, what price is right? That's up to you. Running backs. Running back number one. Mr. Hype himself. 
Beavers on this train, so you know it's the hypiest of the hypest. James Cook, rookie running back out of Georgia for Buffalo. And you know the hype's good here because they actually have a running back who performed admirably last year when given the opportunity, and Devin Singletary, and no one cares. No one cared last year about Devin Singletary. No one cares about him now. Everyone's excited about James Cook because he's a pass-catching back, an explosive back, and now he's playing on the best offense in the NFL. I get it. I get the hype. I have plenty of James Cook. I've been getting more and more recently. My take on this situation, I think there's room for James Cook and Devin Singletary. I've been drafting both in best ball. I think it's going to be a split backfield. I think Singletary gets a lot of the early down work. James Cook, obviously the receiving guy there. But I don't know how much value he's going to have in redraft leagues week to week. You may need something to happen to Devin Singletary for him to really be a consistent producer in fantasy or him to just be that good that they give him some early down work as well as all of the passing game work and maybe even not like a goal line type back, but once they get into the red zone, have certain packages for him down there like the Chargers use Austin Eckler for, you know, from the 20, the 15, from the 10-yard line. Obviously, when it's when they get to the one or two, it's going to be probably be mostly Josh Allen from there, but James Cook could still have some red zone slash touchdown potential there. James Cook, the hype will keep building around him, given his landing spot. Next running back, Ramondre Stevenson. A lot of advanced analytics show the running ability of Ramondre Stevenson. He is a good runner. He's explosive. He's big. And what's even better about this is the reason he didn't break out more or at all, however you want to classify it, as a rookie is because he just wasn't really prepared for the NFL. A lot of pass blocking things, a lot of schematical issues apparently in his game he had to work through. And that is stuff that can easily be fixed, right? You can't fix someone who's not big and explosive and a good natural runner but he is those things. Ramon J. Stevenson is all those things. He has big play potential. And now if he learns the offense like he should, like Uncle Bill hopes he will. And we have James White who, I mean, who cares about James White overall? But he's coming off an injury too. Who knows his availability? What's nice about the Patriots backfield too is it seems like there's a lot of guys there. You go, oh, James White. Oh, they drafted some guys. But then you look, take a closer look, and it's really just Damian Harris, and it's Ramondre Stevenson. The rest is just a bunch of noise. And if anything happens to Damian Harris, or if Ramondre Stevenson just, again, separates himself and takes a bulk of the work here, you could have some fireworks for a guy who's going near the double-digit rounds. The next running back who has been seeing plenty of hype this offseason, and this fits in with a broader theme I've mentioned, Miles Sanders, because the Eagles, man, people are going to like the Eagles. And this one does make sense on a certain level because, to me, Miles Sanders is more of a best ball guy. If I can get him as my RB2 near the eighth round where he's been going, seventh, eighth round, that is perfectly fine. But I do think the headaches are going to persist for Miles Sanders week to week if you're looking at him for a viable option in redraft. Last year, zero touchdowns. So you're going to hear the argument a lot about touchdown regression 
for Miles Sanders, and my God, he, the dude's got to score at least a couple touchdowns, right? He still remains a top talent in that backfield. You would have to hope that they phase out Boston Scott, but we're not sure. We're not sure what they're going to do in Philadelphia. They will be one of the most run-heavy teams, you would assume, given their success last year, so that bodes well for him. If his price tag stays suppressed, I'm still in on Miles Sanders, but I do think there's a very limited ceiling there, so be careful. Hey, you know who doesn't have a limited ceiling? Travis Etienne. One of the most notable risers on Underdog in the past month or so, and it makes all the sense in the world. Travis Etienne, pass-catching running back, James Robinson, not going to be ready for the start of the year, coming off that Achilles injury. Travis Etienne set up to succeed right now. We haven't seen what he's able to do in the NFL. He missed all last season. So there's all this juicy unknown surrounding Travis Etienne. And he's going to have his opportunity to start the season. He got the chemistry of Trevor Lawrence, a lack of a true number one in Jacksonville. I mean, you're talking Christian Kirk as their number one? No, he's not a number one. They're going to need the manufacture offense, and that is what Travis Etienne can bring to the table. But this team could still really, really suck. And it's hard for running backs on sucky-ass teams to make that big of a difference. Can he do it? Maybe through the passing game, if he piles up enough catches, especially if they're trailing in a lot of these games, right? And he's using some of these situations in garbage time. He can pile up catches that way. We'll see. What I'm saying is, in some of these high-stakes leagues, specifically on FFPC, I've seen these draft boards. And my God, he is really, really... I mean, he's like approaching second round in some of these draft boards. Take it easy. Take it easy there. I get it. I was on him early. I love the unknown upside, the pass-catching ability, the overall playmaking ability of Travis Etienne. These are the kind of guys you want to target in fantasy. But to me, is more third, fourth round guy for sure. I mean, I want him in the fourth round for redraft. Out of concerns for that offensive situation overall. Final running back here, DeAndre Swift. The cat's out of the bag. Man, for a large part of the part of the offseason, this one was going under the table. People uh, weren't really paying attention to DeAndre Swift, just letting him go in the third round. And then people said, wait a minute, this guy was awesome last year when he was healthy. And now... He could take more of a rule on early downs. I mean, no one cares about Jamal Williams. Get him out of here. DeAndre Swift is the truth. The dude can play. Big playability. You could have the Lions improve offensively in that division. Again, they play indoors. There's a lot to like about DeAndre Swift, and he has been pushed up near. He's going to be near the first round by the time redraft comes around. Plenty of hype around him. Tons of people labeling him as a breakout candidate, even though you could say he broke out last year. Well, they're expecting him to level up even more, like this time next year be a top five, six pick. That's what a lot of top-tier analysts are expecting out of DeAndre Swift. I'm not that in on him. As a second-round pick, yes, he's the guy I want. I want like DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette. Those are my second-round running backs. Swift. Has the most upside of those guys, I think, because you consider A.J. Dillon eating into what Aaron Jones can do. So I like DeAndre Swift. I like the ceiling. Into the first round, that's a little tough, but I get the hype. Now, let's see. Is that, oh my gosh, what I almost missed, the most hype player of this offseason. I almost missed the guy that everyone is coming around on 
that the guy that the industry cannot quit talking about, the face of fantasy football in 2022, getting goosebumps, just thinking about him, just thinking about his Instagram account, Davis Mills. It is Mills season, baby. Everyone's coming along for the ride. I know you want it. I know you feel it. There's nothing anyone can do to stop the Mills train. It's coming through town. Hop aboard. You only have one chance to buy this ticket, baby, and it is right now. Those are the most hyped guys of the 2022 fantasy football offseason. These are the guys you're going to be hearing about as redraft season comes around. Always be careful with the hype. Follow your own personal beliefs. Weigh the pros and the cons, the rue, the range of outcomes for each guy and where each guy fits on your team. Yes, we do this in best ball, but it can also make sense for redraft teams. What are a guy's strengths? What are his weaknesses? And where does that fit in on your fantasy team? The hype is fun. And these guys have been the all-hype team so far heading into the 2022 fantasy football season. More coming soon. Thank you for listening. Talk to you later.